All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. That was unique. Uh, Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Scott, top of the table arsenal, baby. That is true. Woo! For the first time in the history of this podcast, Dave gets to record an episode while Arsenal is first place in the Premier League table. And it's not week one. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's not alphabetical only. That's my point. That's my point. So this is a big deal. And look, it's probably going to happen for one week. So i got to revel in it because it's going to be gone the next week. But one week, week three, Arsenal's top of the league. It's absolutely true. All right. And, and I'm happy for you, and we will give you a chance to talk about it. Okay. We have to talk about Arsenal because – They're making it so we have to talk. They're making it so that we have to talk about them, and credit to them for doing so. Uh, so we'll definitely do that. We're going to probably recreate last week's episode just a little bit, but I've got plenty of our little mini segments to sprinkle in as we go throughout. And I know Brian's got a number of lineup-related questions, player-related questions to ask that no doubt FPL players across the land, around the world sure. – listen into this podcast are asking themselves as well you're dang right i do we're gonna get into that and a whole lot more uh the lot a whole lot more being something that i promised to put out on social media during the week and we did a lot of other stuff on our social media channels so that i did not get to this i'm gonna get to it on this pod it's that promised uh piece about fashion it's not nearly as good as the the build-up is turning out to be here but uh, we have to talk about fashion. Fashion is playing a role, and I don't mean kit fashion, Dave. I thought you could only mean that. No, it's not kit fashion I have in mind. So okay. we'll get into all that and so much more. Game week three, let's wrap it up. Let's look ahead to game week four. Are we ready for this, gentlemen? Yeah, let's talk about game week three and game week four. Just because I'm that yes. guy, uh-huh. I'm going to start with Spurs. Okay. There's a very important question that we need to ask. Okay. What... To make of Sun. Brian. Resident Spur guy. I'm a resident Sun owner, even to this day. What is going on with Hyung Min Sun? These are my words. Are you going to play music under this, Dave? <laughs> yes. Well, okay, I love this. I don't even know what segment this is, but just please, what would you like to hear? In a segment we like to call... I'm not sure that Sun can be an FPL option when he's rotating every match no matter what, at least not until you get some kind of rhythm. Wow, that's a segment. Hey, real, so real, real quick. My statement is, this, that's the name of the segment. This, well, what my comment about it is, though, okay. can I at least make the comment? Yes, of course, of course. I'm not sure that Sun can be an FPL option whenever he's rotating every match no matter what. <laughs> At least not until he gets some kind of rhythm. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Makes total sense. <laughs> it's still the Kane and Sun show <laughs> right. for Spurs. Right. So Spurs, 11 shots against Wolves. Kane took four. Sun took three. He had okay. that great chance to 
on the the Kane crossbar miss to put in the rebound. It's true. He just missed it, and just it was missed. a t- it would have been an amazing goal if he had scored it for sure. One you would expect someone like him could do that, but you certainly don't say, "Well, it was a sitter; he should have scored." It was it, he tried to react, and it just was a tough one, and he didn't get it. Maybe perfect form, Sun knocks that in, but I like I said, I think that him rotating off in a close game against Chelsea says all you need to know about like where where they are, where Conte is with him right now. I think he's he's obviously going to keep starting. I think he'll keep playing, what, 65, 70, 75 minutes. But I think this was the issue that a lot of people had with Spurs. Spurs reporters, Spurs fans, they're deeper this year. They are. They have multiple people who can play. If they need to go all out attack, they can play Sun, Kane, Richarlison, and Kulishevsky. Their all bench together. was awesome. Their bench was awesome for this match. Right. They... Everybody that they bring in can get bring massive energy off the bench. Son, I'm sure once they get into free flowing Spurs, you know, you've, you like for the four one win against Southampton was like the weirdest possible thing that could have happened for Kane and Son to get only one assist between the two of them. So, yeah, I just think right now, Son, and I'm saying this as a, a Raheem Sterling owner because I'm kind of saying that same thing to myself. And trying not to believe that it's true about Raheem Sterling, I mean, but it's two to, it's two pounds less. But he's then a you say close that, offside away from a beautiful goal of the week, Raheem Sterling. Sure, and he had another great chance. He, I mean, you, we, I think in the highlights that NBC showed after the match, I mean, he just put it barely wide. A classic Raheem Sterling, like he just dr- drifted in and <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just he's hit those before. It's not something he hasn't done before. Just. Yeah, go ahead. If I actually bring some somewhat reasonable analysis, is that going to shock you? No, go ahead. Uh, Yeah, wholeheartedly. So there's a lot of people asking. Well, there's a lot of people selling Sokka. There's people talking about what's wrong with Sokka. Sokka is the second most transferred out this game week, as we see. Okay. There's a lot of people kind of wondering what's going on with Sun. Fifth most transferred out, as we see. Okay. So I want to bring a couple... Uh, things that I've noticed, and and they're related. Arsenal's attack, for whatever reason, uh, is going up the left side. Saka plays on the right. It is Zinchenko to Martinelli to Jesus, and it is left side action. The percentages of NBC provided during the match, the attacking zones, it was like 67% on the left. That's right. It is. is, And then when it does get switched to Saka, there's never an overload on that side because Ben White's on that side. Ben White is rarely ever overloading. And so uh, it's you. it has happened, and I, obviously I've watched all the matches, but it oftentimes it's Saka and can he beat his guy. He's Camarlo Anthony out there on the wing, and there's no overlap. Uh, where if, it, if it's Martinelli, Zinchenko's buzzing by him on an overlap. Jesus is making cuts. There is so much more action on the left side. For the Spurs, Son is on the left side. Kuliszewski is on the right. Perisic is on the right. There is so much more action on the right side. And this was before, when Sessegnon was there, before Perisic even came in, Kuliszewski in the, in the, had an amazing week one match against Southampton. 
All the action was on the right side. When it got crossed to Sonny, he was on an island. That's there was Emerson's never side. There was yeah. there was rarely yeah. an overlap. There was, there was just not with the same consistency that was happening on the right side. It's so we're looking at two. Very good players from last year. Son, obviously, pedigree higher than Saka for sure. But two very good players. And this year, people own them, and they're wondering what's going on with them. The answer's nothing. Nothing is going on with them. They're not, neither one of them are playing bad. It is the flow of action and then the, and really what's happening behind them that's, that's kind of – they're not getting frozen out. They're just a victim of circumstance, both of them. The problem is, is you're like, well, what does that do for me FPL-wise? Well, maybe you probably should sell them at this point until it comes back around. And or at this point, if you've held this long with them, Scott, what do, what do we always say? <laughs> this long. I mean, three game weeks have been played. and You act like it's been forever. It has been. Scott, right. what, what do we get? Typically, what do guys do in the back of their baseball cards? What they always do. They are going to hit for their average. Yeah. So. So even if they start off the year, Scott, and this is not a Major League Baseball podcast, if guys start off the year and they're batting 150 and they're a career 280 hitter, once they get to – after they get out of April, their May's probably going to be a little bit better. Their June's probably going to be a little bit better. Yeah. And so all I I'm mean, saying is at this point, if you've already lost a tenth on Saka and Son, at this point, just ride it. Yeah. Just ride the wave. Like, I don't know. They're good players. Sonny's going to explode. He, he's amazing. But I'll tell you what's happened. And, again, for both of those players in the first three weeks, and Tottenham and Arsenal have both been playing pretty well, is that the, for whatever reason, the flow of action is just not going up their side. I, I actually love that. I think that's great. Let me follow up on that by saying that, you know, I brought in Reese James before this past game week as did i never or two weeks ago never again dave this season am i going to have a taa Cancelo reese james back line that gets me a collective one point that is honestly it that it, is never going it to happen looks again. like the craziest anomaly now i will say this and I, i'm doubt i'm i'm questioning things uh brian as brian says if reese james isn't playing wing back yeah. I don't want him as center back. And sure, sure enough, guess where he played this past week? Center back. He played half the game, or a little bit more than half the game at center back against Tottenham. And then he got moved to wing back and all of a sudden became explosive Reese James again. And that's why he gave you a return in that match. So then this week he goes back to center back, Brian. Yeah. And what is he? And, and he does a big donkey haul. Well, I mean, blame leads for everything. I mean, Chelsea was horrible. They were horrible all around, not not according to Tuchel. They were the better team. Oh, my gosh. Man, team, I, I have never uh, been more convinced that that man is a psychopath than after <laughs> this week, his post-game interviews after this week. He is an absolute psychopath. He, he's on an island at this point. I mean, he is the bad guy of the week. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. He's the what bad guy of the week. What a tool. He, he ends up Thomas Tool Cole exactly. is what I'll call him the rest of the year. That, I like it. Uh, he, you know, he gets a touchline ban during the week that ends up getting suspended. Uh, Conti gets fined. Tuchel gets fined and suspended for, or, or you know, a, a touchline ban for this match. It's suspended though, so he's able to be on the touchline. But if he was hoping for that thing that baseball managers do, where they get themselves ejected, hoping that it rallies their team to something good, if that's what he was hoping for. It didn't happen here. It seemed more like his players were embarrassed and they were cowering away from any kind of action, starting with Ben Mendy, who let himself just get absolutely robbed by 
American Brendan Aronson. Wow. I mean, that's the easiest goal Aronson's ever going to score. Dude, did you did you see him tap it in though? He did a no look see tap in. That's what was. I mean, that kid. Honestly, dude, that the energy, that kid, the energy that that kid brings. Do you remember me saying in passing? Preseason, we're going to talk about him at some point I know, this season. I know. I did not think it would be after the Chelsea match game week three. You finally got something right, Scott. I know. It's been it's it's already been a long season. But Brendan Aronson, at this point, I mean, we're we're FPL America, the podcast. For sure. The World Cup is coming up in a couple of months. Oh my gosh! Are I, you more excited I, about Christian Pulisic starting for the U.S. Men's National Team or Brendan Aronson? Because well, I got my. I'm answer. really excited for Christian Pulisic to go on loan to Leeds. And play for Leeds. He's not going on loan. And so to Leeds, Leeds can literally be Team America. Yeah. United is interested in him. Apparently, he's not going to United. Well, but um, but wouldn't he look good in a Leeds kit? I mean, he'd be great in a Leeds I kit. No, he'd fit in perfect. No, it, it. Yeah, this is. Can we take a pause real quick on the Chelsea stuff though, and come yeah. back to them? I want to wrap up with Spurs and, and come back to Sun because you know, I made that point about the three defenders. That's where I took this thing off the rails because coupled with Sun, then I got a collective four points from my four big players. Big players, yeah, that's brutal. And I mean, that's that's just crazy. Salah at least gave me something today, but I mean, that's that's not going to happen again. I'm not going to react to what happened in game week three by selling them all in a wild card because they gave me nothing in week three. To your point, they're Cancelo, James, Trent, and Son, right? So they're going to do something. It's going to happen. And I know what your face says, Dave. We're going to talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold in just a second. I do have some concerns. In yes, fact, as I a Cancelo too. owner, I have a little concern there. Yeah, I, got a, I got some Cancelo stuff for you. You'll Is it like going to make it. me feel we'll, better or worse? No, you'll feel worse about it, but I will okay, get to okay, it. Okay, but but right. I think, I think the, for Son, it's – you know, yeah, I think the quality will win out eventually. I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel bad about getting rid of him, though. Like, if you, if, if, if dumping him and restructuring, I would say, uh, to set, stay on Spurs for just a second, and we, I don't know if you want to use this as the, as the transition to City after this, I think the Kane and Holland debate is going to be active any week you want to make it come up all season long. And as a Holland owner now, I'm wondering if it should just be Kane. Hmm. You should just go to Kane. So really, the reason why Sun out to me isn't the worst decision is that for now, Kane is still 11.4. So he, you do get him at a tiny, tiny little bargain. I just think that Pep, Guardiola's comments about Holland not playing, yep, not that's, playing that's, every week, yep, have now muddied the waters on him. It's something you already probably knew was going to happen, but Pep is now saying it explicitly. Alvarez is going to play when we get into fixture congestion. Holland is not going to play more than once a week. They have to preserve him. They are going to do everything they can to maintain his peak fitness, which means he will not play multiple times a week. So. You know who that isn't true about? Harris. Harris. Harry Kane. Harris. Uh, I, I just, Kane's never not going to play unless he's injured or unless a game is well in hand and he gets substituted off. And I think at that point, he's likely going to have a hand in what they're doing. So the what you're going to have constantly is Spurs are showing now again they are willing to grind out a 1-0 win in an, in an ugly fashion. They are totally content 
to just play Conte defense defense ball. They were sitting back on Wolves I know. in the first half. The first half was they, Wolves just peppering the Spurs goal for 40 minutes, basically. And then in the second half, Spurs decided to come out and assert themselves. And they did. I it mean, was the worst them, coaching. Down on I know. It was the worst managing. They literally came out with the same strategy that they had against Chelsea the week before. And and then at, at halftime, they changed strategies, and they actually looked a team. At home against Wolves. Bro, it was I know. so weird. That first game, the first game you got what you were that what you would hope for from Spurs, a home rubbing. Southampton yep. couldn't, couldn't manage it. But I just think Kane... I like that. Kane is I'm saying that Kane it doesn't like that that performance was not great for him. He didn't get, you know, he was furious though. We talked about that. He wanted he wants the ball all the time. They had he has obviously the same goal scoring fury and mentality that Holland does for sure. I just think it's not a crazy move just to if you're going to have Kane over Holland, I think it I think the minutes might win out on the on the actual pitch. It's interesting. I have not played my wild card, Brian, and so you know I'm looking at my lineup vastly underperforming at this point in the season. I've already made two moves at a cost of negative four, but I have TAA and Sun in my lineup, and obviously I don't love that right now, but they're also TAA and Sun, and so I could do what Dave's saying and just hold on to them because they're TAA and Sun, or I could send them out, and, and I'd probably hit my wild card button as we sit here if I'm going to do that. Now, Dave, you played your wild card for game week three. Is that right? I think I did it in game week two. Game week two. Mm-hmm. How, and you, then I took feeling, like a minus 12 last week or something. It's, I think it was the other way around. You took a <laughs> uh, – I don't not. know. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, took an, I took hits last week. You know, you feeling I, good about – Dude, I had a, a decent week. Okay. Like I still scored 67 with my hits. That's fantastic. Right. Or that's that, maybe that's not with my hits. That was my – 60 – was it 64? My I think, I think I scored 64. Forgive me. I don't even know what I scored. But my, my, my points this week were 64. And I had I, I had took one hit. I took one okay. this past week. So. so forget everything you said up until the so last So technically two I had a, a 68, sort of, but not really. 64 on the on the table. Brian, have you played your wild card, first half wild card yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, me neither. Um, Are you tempted to? I, I actually I, I played really conservative this past week. I did not make a transfer, which I regretted every second that I did, you know, as the, as the week continued. And now I am thinking about our thinking Slack about. workspace. There were a number of people who played their wild card. And as they were talking about it, I'm like, why? I don't understand. And then I, the matches played out, and I'm like, oh, that's why they played their wild card. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. so I was going to say, like, as a just a theme for the entire podcast. I hate it when obvious things turn out to be obvious. Right. Exactly. So all of the I so many of the either the trendy or bandwagon picks this week got returns. Some of them got huge returns. Yep. And so there's certain there's certain things that you look at it and you're just like, Oh, yeah, of course. Like course, Zaha. Of course like your boy Zaha. Hey, look. FPL America, the article, had a great week this week. It did have a great week. I kept watching the matches, and I'm like, Brian crushed it. He crushed it with the article. By the way, that article's on our Patreon site. I should have. For FPL America podcast. I should have read it. (laughs) You wrote the thing. (laughs) I hope you proved it. I followed my own words. You do have a a really great editor, though. Oh, good. Yes. A fantastic editor. It it definitely needs it. Um, (laughs) No, this week was – it was one of the weeks where – you know, there was, yeah. it wasn't just about statistics up to that point. There were certain, you know, there are certain things I think we've already kind of alluded to or we had actually explicitly talked about. But yeah, there were a few people this week that 
yeah, if you went to them, it made total sense. It looked very obvious, and you you benefited hugely from it. So I will say the years where I do really well in FPL uh, are the years where the obvious moves are obvious, and I happen to hit a couple weeks at the right time, and then everyone else has to try to play the lottery to catch up. Yeah. Like those are those are my good years when when it requires you know that feel that instinct like our Slack workspace saying we're, this is the week to wildcard right. seems obvious and I'm like it does it seems obvious not to do it yet I was obviously very wrong those those, those guys did pretty well they did and uh, and so these you know those are the years where I'm just like well whatever uh, I'll I'll go <laughs> I'll go with what I know and play the way I want and have as much fun this, as possible this is what's hard though because I know my my attitude going into this past game week was I saw merit in doing nothing, making one transfer, or taking a hit. Right. I almost certainly was not willing to wild card. And I can't think of the, the number of people who would have said, no, you can absolutely not send out your Chelsea people. How many people went to Mark Kukurea this week? A ton. Yeah. How uh, You switched to Reese James on this podcast. I did. Week. That was one of the most popular moves anyone made this past week. Yeah. Because Leeds was green. Yeah. And they have a good run well, of fixtures for Chelsea going. Chelsea yeah. has a great. We talked about their fixture turn. They're still really good. I think this is the week where you look at it and say, Operation Target Lester. You brought, the, you brought <laughs> in these guys for this week. Lester is a absolute sinking ship right now sure maybe so, without a manager so like bringing in reese james like you said did you want a zero from him no <laughs> neither did i no. nobody wanted that and nobody cucurella owners did not want to want that either but this was the week where you just say look i already got this guy for this run of matches same with i held andy robertson the the one of the seemingly most obvious things you could do was hang on to someone like Number two scorer, defensive scorer in FPL last season, Andy Robertson. And what has Liverpool's defense done for you so far? Nothing. So I just, there's so many things about this. So many good managers out there are having horrible weeks with players that you would just say, yes, these are, these are historically great picks. Mm-hmm. They're all duds. What you should have done is instead of having Cancelo, you should have started a Saliba. Right, exactly. You, you should I not. mean, I, I did start Saliba. Okay. Right, and right. good for you. No, He's in my what? lineup now. Hey, right. well, you know who's not in my though. lineup? I've already sold Reese James. Well, very good. You really did? Yeah. Okay, that is something. I've been moving and shaking right now. I mean, I made, I'm making moves. I'm making moves daily. I don't even care about the hits. Boom, boom, boom. boom react, boom, react, boom, react. Boom. I got to get down to the next thing here. <laughs> well, let me just say, as Buy far as the sell, wild card. Get this guy in. Get that guy out. <laughs> that is how it works. It is. Dave has played his wild card. Brian, you and I are sitting on our first half wild card. I know a lot of people, myself included, you are tempted to play it earlier uh, because you get kind of a bonus wild card with, you know, an unlimited number of moves you can make during the World Cup. Yeah. But at this point, you know, the the lower table clubs are going to start their League Cup matches now, midweek, this week. And so the midweek matches are going to start sprinkling in. By the way, next week there's a midweek Premier League game week. I noticed that, which means there's probably FA Cup on the weekend or something. Nope. 
It's just an extra. It's just an extra. Yep, they got to fill wow. it in because of the fixture congestion of the season. Okay. Yeah. And so it. it's going right. to come in really fast, really hot and fast. And so this, you know, you mentioned Holland. This is where I'm going to probably wait to play my wild card, which is when I start to see a bunch of triangles in my squad. And so I'm I'm now going to be looking for those injuries, for those rotation risks that really start to pop up. I mean, so far it's been one match per week for every club. Pretty simple. But it's about to get a little bit more interesting. This Thursday is the group stage draw for the Champions League. And we're going to start to see Europa League and Europa Conference League matches as well. It's going to get a lot more complicated. There's going to be more injury, more of a rotation risk. And that's when I'm going to be waiting to play my first half wild card now. But I will say, if there was going to be my one big regret, Dave, mm. segment alert, okay. it might be not playing my wild card for game week three. Mm. Okay. But I will say, I really liked my core. I still do. Because yeah. they are still the, the right guys in general. They just weren't right for game week three. All right. Uh, we've we've teased City, we've teased Chelsea. We'll come back to them a little bit more, but we need to let Dave have his Arsenal moment because they are in first place. They go top to Bournemouth. The you got to see the man nipples. We're top of the league. Three 0 win. Arsenal Football Club. Odegaard brace. We're top of the league. Gunner's gonna gun. Hey, for one week, baby, one week, Scott. At least one week, top of the league. You really don't have a whole lot of hope for your, your boys home against Fulham, do you? Because that's who you play in game week four. I mean, technically it could happen. No, look. Look. If, if You can't possibly slander your favorite guy coming into the – Coming into – Okay. Into your so, – into the, Coming the, into this week, my guy Mitro. <laughs> Nitro Mitro, whatever we're going <laughs> to call him. Man – uh, what? I, what was he? The third, third he best scored, striker in the league right he's, now. He scored the same type of goal. He scored uh, the, his first Liverpool, his first goal against Liverpool. You know where he essentially climbed on the defender's shoulders yeah. and headed the ball in the net. Well, he jumped, and the other guy didn't jump and just bent over like he was, like he was folding like a chair. Scott. Well, um, there were there was a time not so long ago when that would have been a foul on Mitrovic. Scott, let's think about this. Um, First of all, this is like Shaq running the lane and people just bouncing off of him because he was bigger and they'd call Shaq for a foul. Like, it's his fault. Like, like, no, I, I don't. I, we can agree to disagree. A charge is a charge. Here's man. my point. <laughs> charge is a charge. Uh, he, had a no, minus, no, he had a minus. Don't get me started because the NBA has actually gone to great lengths to define <laughs> a charge. The NFL has gone to great lengths to define holding. This is not an NBA podcast. It's not an NFL podcast either. This isn't so, the Fulham segment. When is the Premier League going to define certain types of fouls? Yeah. Reeling this back in to the Arsenal moment, which turned into a pseudo Mitrovic moment. If he doesn't miss, if he doesn't have a penalty blocked in week two, he has a, remember, we talked about this last week, the 10 point swing. He has a nine for, so then his scores would be 13, nine, and six. That's pretty good. You think that's good? Of course it's good. And it's against the mighty Liverpool, the mighty Wolverhampton Wanderers, and the mighty Brentford. You're saying the, the mighty. Brentford who stomped United, who stomped Liverpool. So, you know. So by, Fulham's first by in the By proxy, table? Fulham should be per first in the table. <laughs> Wait, so I thought works. Arsenal was. Ah, well, we'll Bring find out. Around. We'll find so out. Coming. You, you still believe in Mitro? 
No, I'm benching him this week. <laughs> okay, that's so good. But he is in my first. <laughs> but, I, but he's in my first bet. Look, 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 look. I, look, look. Say, I got Saliba and Ramsdale. To, and I was I, gonna say to Dave's credit, he typically will. You gotta, you gotta hedge one way or the other. I am. So I am. Rather than play both, you just stick with one. It is. It's just, he, thank he's you. He's gonna go for his guys. I don't. It's probably gonna backfire on me. But I am. I'm going with my guys against Mitro. And so he is in my first bench spot. So if he scores and someone else doesn't play, he is coming in. Well, speaking of your guys, I mean, FPL has detached itself from Sala as captain. Most captain in game week three was Gabriel Jesus. I captained Sala last week. In game week three. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's not bad. No, I was worried a little bit, but it well, was fine. Well, he came through at the end. Um I captained Jesus. Not as great. He still got you an assist. That's fine. An assist, yep. Uh, most captain was, was Jesus. Most transferred was Martinelli. FPL players believe in Arsenal right now. Well, they What's kinda, not to like here? I was going to say, they're kind of flying high. It's not a shock that Odegaard, um, that Odegaard got something this week. It's and also something he got a break. Do you say, understand no. how close Xhaka was to getting more again? In a segment we like to call uh, Odegaard, Ermagerd. <laughs> Wow, that was amazing. Martin Erdegaard, uh two <laughs> goals from two shots on target. I would like it's this Brian's to be very clear. Stats. Two yes. goals, yes. two shots on target. Yes. Yes, he got all three bonus points. Yes, he scored you a 16. Uh, he's taken six total shots and has touched the ball in the opposition box seven times so far. That's, that's awesome. I am not counting on, on another Odegaard. 16 from Martin Odegaard. But... Would the you? Rest of the season. But what do you think of five O Shaka? He had uh, an assist what I, what again. I was going to say though about Odegaard also though is you see what happens when a player like him, what he gets when he scores, he is bonus points. So yes, he that's gets, true. He gets a brace here. Is it because he's just? Is it just because he's wearing the captain armband? Yeah, yeah, I, think yeah the, I, I think if you have the captain armband, that's worth there. fifty bonus yeah, points. Yeah. Um, no, it's just that De Bruyne and. Jack Harrison did it this week. Pascal Gross is the kind of player just because of the involvement in other in everything else that is going on. Like I would say the the other parallel this week is Jack Harrison. Did the same Harrison and Rodrigo got a goal and an assist who got three bonus points. Probably Jack, Jack Harrison. Harrison. Jack Harrison was so far beyond Rodrigo in the bonus point system, he should have been worth five bonus points. But what I'm saying is it's because he does Odegaard's rarely going to come off. I understand why you're picking him. He picks himself. I mean, I know that. But I'm saying, like, he he's involved in everything. Too many touches, too many passes, plus set pieces, plus I'm not looking to and, bring. And I'm not looking things. to bring him. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. I just think you're thrilled. You know, didn't didn't you say a bunch of people triple captain him? There were, there were some people that, yeah. Odegaard? Yeah. Odegaard got triple Scott, captain? it's the craziest thing. Every single week when someone wild has an amazing day, someone somewhere triple captain him. I it's know. the craziest thing. Yeah. So, I'm yeah, I wouldn't advocate going to him on the grounds that he's, you know, he's pulling the strings. You'd rather have, if you're going to pick one, you're going to pick Martinelli, obviously. But if you're going to pick two, yeah, another return for Granit Xhaka. Top 10 in midfielder scoring, by the way. An assist and a clean sheet this week. And, and, he and, was, and a and, guy running sprinting up the pitch and if Martinelli can pass can get him a clean pass he's he probably gets that, a goal and an assist he's on that left side with Zinchenko and Martinelli too and I'm telling you like it's so bizarre it 
he continues to get in the box, Scott. And I know I've been saying this from week one. It's crazy. But at a 5-0, I'm telling you, he's not a bad own. He's going to have weird chances every week. Fulham, Aston Villa, Manchester United, Everton, Brentford, and Ars- Arsenal's next five. Three clean sheets in there. I mean, we'll see how long they, their, their uh, perfect streak can continue. Saliba making everyone regret not getting him. Anyone who went to Zinchenko, you're thrilled this week. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure who you can pick that is wrong other than Nicola Pepe. Well, I've got, <laughs> I've got Saliba, Martinelli, <laughs> Jesus as I sit here. Yeah. We'll talk more about that uh, as we get later into the pod. Let's go to Manchester City. They're right behind. Saliba's goal was awesome. It was can awesome. say that? that was, yeah, it was awesome. Who was better? Koulibaly's thrash in against Spurs? Which, which was good? Saliba's goal here. I, they were both awesome. Well, I, one thing I love about Saliba's is it was a it was from the training ground. Oh yeah, that was that was a planned thing on the training ground. So charmed life Arsenal's living at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle three, City three. This was fun. Oh man, wow, was a great a game. Ma- silly good game. What a great game. I can't. I wanted all three points to I go to Newcastle. The, I missed the first half. I wish I hadn't. It was a great game. It was wide open back and forth. Uh, I think, uh, were there six different goal scorers with the six goals? I think that that was the case. We talked a little bit about Cancelo getting you zero bonus points. VAR did its job, kept Kieran Trippier on the pitch in the second half. Yeah, I was going to say, I I was curious to know what your take was going to be on that because my feeling was if it had stayed red, I don't know that anyone would have been too gripey about it, but I see why they overturned it. Yeah. I think no, what, no, I, I no, think, no. Okay, I, I would have been gripey. Okay, yeah, oh, really? Okay, yeah, for sure. If 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 they kept that a red, I'd have been gripey because they are very clearly letting the boys play the British way, whatever that means. We know what that means. It means that Harry, uh, you said it, you called it last week, I think, Brian. Unless I was dreaming this. Probably in our FPL America, the article probably made all <laughs> no. got another good call in there. I'll bet it was about this. We talked about Darwin's red. Yeah. And how this is going to be a problem. Like, players are going to lose their heads. I'm pretty sure Harry Kane got yellow because he started to lose his cool a little bit against Wolves. Like, offensive <laughs> players. That was. That was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> I'm just jo- saying. J- gently jogging past, was it Neves? I'm pretty sure it was Ruben it was Neves, Neves. Yeah. That fell down as if he had as just if as if he had planted sniper. a kidney stone straight into his back. Yeah, yeah. that was hilarious. <laughs> I'm just saying, like they've firmly established this is how this season's going to be, and you cannot send off Kieran Trippier on that anymore. You just mm-hmm. can't. You absolutely cannot give a red card for that. His foot. Was clearly studs off of the knee. It looked, yeah, it looked like he was coming in and giving him a knee slap a with the slap top of his foot exactly to take him what, down. That's, yeah, exactly that's exactly what, he what he did. it looked like. And when they got a chance to have a second look, uh, that was. Uh, I'm not saying I like this. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying they've already established this. Kieran Trippier goes off. You're hearing a huge rant from me. Thankfully, we can avoid that. He got to stay on. Newcastle was for real. I mean, they were at home, but this was this was good. Scott, yeah. this is Cutter's finest. This was this is oil countries. I mean, this was. Is this, is this a cutter team? Man. Is this a Saudi team? I can't remember. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. The players were great. <laughs> Almost all those guys were there before. No, I know that. I know. Almost that. every single one of them, other than Bruno G. and Karen Trippier, you saw minimum for half the season last season, right. if not no, no, longer. No. I know. I was just taking First of my all, chance. But- anyhow, huge credit. Second of all, Nick Pope is in contention to be the real life player of the season. Nick Pope 
is uh, Nick Pope is making me want to put him in my team. Yeah, he had seven saves. It gets you a three even after they concede three goals. Right. Other than Liverpool in two weeks, what's not to like about Newcastle's schedule through the beginning of November? That's crazy. Wolves, Liverpool, Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth, Fulham, Brentford. Like the, You can go down through the list. Seven of their next 12 are away. So a majority of the matches are away from that them. That hasn't mattered this season. Don't think I just don't think it that matters for them. That has not mattered this season. I don't, definitely don't think it matters for them. What do we call this? We should have had a name for this already. The the Crown Prince Derby, the Dirty Money Derby. I don't know. Well, to Brian's credit, he's right. Technically, you haven't seen much Newcastle Dirty Money get thrown around yet. But, uh, yeah. I mean... Technically, it's technically, it's true, Scott. Trippier was part of that. And he was out there for the but, full. But Bruno hold on, hold on, hold on. But Newcastle's a a decent sized club. Like St James Park is a big place. Like, they, they were promoted Newcastle's, just a couple of years ago, I Dave. Know, I know, but they come on. They were big in the eighties, in the early nineties. That's the standard for a big club. What I'm no, but what I'm saying is it, it like no. This is dirty money getting thrown around, like you said. That's exactly it hasn't what it got is. thrown. They out. have spent their way. They're going to spend their way into Europa League spot. They haven't this yet. They're about to. I think this result what, shows what, that that's possible. Uh, yeah, but again, to to like Brian said, what, other than Bruno G, like what's the what's the money? You know, anyways. I have a question. With Sven Botman. That's the only other new guy that was out there. Pope, Botman, and Bruno G. Of they 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 have turned Joe Linton. Into a very capable midfielder. holding midfielder. I know that is so the bizarre. Transformation of making him somebody who Eddie Howe should get manager of the season for this. A playable <laughs> guy. Callum Wilson gets another goal because he he will do this. Wait wait wait. And Steven. ASM just continues to just be nightmares for. Well, people. he will be for two more game Goodness weeks. Callum gracious. Wilson for three. Uh, Callum Wilson may have picked up another. There we go. Less than three. Eddie Howe said he was feeling his half his hamstring at halftime. He said it was tightness. Never good for one of our great soft tissue heroes. <laughs> but soft he tissue. did play. He did <laughs> make it to the 69th minute, so he did play 20 minutes after halftime. So I guess that's positive. I have this dream of just creating all of these crazy accounts with based on these ridiculous themes. Now I want an all soft tissue team. Mm-hmm. Um, soft when did anyhow get in the weight room? Did you see him on the touchline? Hey, man. It looks like he decided to add a little discipline in his life, and it's showing on the pitch, too, bro. <laughs> he was never not skinny. He just isn't skinny uh, Just anymore. ask yourself, what you know, ask Matt Ritchie. Matt Ritchie's Matt Ritchie probably, probably been in the gym, too. So the last couple of years, Pep has been wearing this clothing that's had these weird brands, and it's always a story, like, what brands he's, he's promoting or what, you know, what, I don't know causes he's perpetuating with his clothing mm-hmm. why did brian i really want to know why does he decided to go haynes t-shirt this season i don't know he's he's just down he's he's this, very this he's me. very casual so you know how in maybe you haven't realized this or maybe i've said this to you before baseball is the only sport where the managers where wear the, the manager uniforms. wears the same uniform as yeah. the players yeah, yeah yeah at least in soccer for a while we had those monogram track suits you know that, that had some semblance of team, team something to them. You know, I just not, everyone's dressed down this summer. Not everyone, Scott. Except not Hasenhudel. Not Hasenhudel. He leads the line in and and well, Vieira is my hero. Vieira from Palace is wearing suits. He, he seems to follow in the Wenger way. Chris of Palace is a blast. 
We'll get to that. All right, let's let's move on. uh, Real quick on St. Maximin, just a reminder. One, he's capable of doing this, but also a reminder, this is probably the best way to get points from him, not from goals. Last season. Every time I've had St. Maximin, I've regretted it. He scored five goals last season from 64 shots. Yeah. 26 shots on target. By comparison, Callum Wilson had eight goals from 15 shots. He's the guy you put into your squad when you're wild carding, thinking, oh, this is it. Lot, look, I'm just saying, lots of people going to him. How can you yep, not? It's he, had, wrong. he was one of the best, one of your, just an eye test, amazing player this week. Yep. I agree. I just, I wouldn't He passes the eye test four times a season. There's someone else who is the same price as All him right. that to me, I would not, I would wonder why you weren't going to him. Let's go back to Chelsea now. We talked about Mendy's mistake. Koulibaly gets sent off. He is the number one transferred out player as we're sitting here right now. Makes sense. Straight red. Leeds high flying. You've already referenced Rodrigo, but more importantly, Jack Harrison. Leeds going to win the league. I mean, this is is more fun than Bielsa's Leeds. And that was a blast. Hey. Jesse Marsh's Leeds, baby. Hey, first of all, Rodrigo. Is yeah, another he, guy he, he's that in, you he's can in my, say. He's in my team. Another guy that you can say. I added him pre, Preseason form definitely mattered. Are you worried Rodrigo. though, Dave, that you've gotten him too late? He's far and away the top scorer right now in FPL through so three game weeks. What but... I like about Rodrigo, number one, I love Leeds Mojo. That's number one. Number two is he's playing out of position. He stepped into the Bamford role, and what I loved in his his after the game interview. I don't remember exactly what the question was, but he referred to himself as us strikers. So he sees himself as a striker. And even though mm-hmm. Marsh was he was playing on the wing and or behind Bamford when Bamford was there, and then Mar- Jesse Marsh is like, well, Bamford's hurt. Uh, like, again, soft tissue hero. So go ahead, Rodrigo, slide in there. He sees himself in this role, and dude, he can score from headers. He can score with his feet. He's not reliant on he can he can create a little bit. He's good in the hold up. Uh he's he plays a similar style to Jay Zeus. Right. So yeah. Dave just confirmed that I can never go to Rodrigo. Okay. It sounds like he used bad grammar. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I don't think I can do that. I'm sure. We no, Jack Harrison. You want him to say us strikers? We we strikers okay. as opposed to us strikers. Okay, uh, I don't no. Uh, it could have been me just using bad grammar and not necessarily Oh, he oh. said he said me strikers. Oh, are he you might, he might well, I don't remember his exact quote. Dave. Oh, like it's just... like uh, I robot. He said I comma striker. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Capital S. No, Jack Harrison though is the kind of guy. Again, going back to the way I like to play FPL, which doesn't always work out, but Jack Harrison seems like the kind of guy I would bring in on my wild card, and then he would stay in as long as he's healthy for the rest mm-hmm. of the season, and that might not be the worst thing. According to FPL America, the article Jack Harrison is. Uh, <laughs> massively overlooked that was yeah, uh, as we entered into this past game week and the reason why is because entering game week three jack harrison was your most creative player in in the premier league not midfielder not creative midfielder and defender he was the number one in terms of chances created and big chances created so and he was ahead of de Bruyne in several categories yeah, I mean, they probably equaled out i'm not saying that's it's not a season-long statement by any means. De Bruyne is unbelievable. But Jack Harrison is the show 
for leads. Yeah. Everything is going through him. The thing I would have pointed out is that up until this past week, he had not attempted a shot. So he took two shots in this match. He gets a goal and an assist. But like I said, three bonus points for him. Why? Because he's Jack Harrison, and he's taking the free kicks, and he's making way more passes, and he's doing all the other things that accumulate bonus point system points. Two, question, two questions before we get yep. off this game. Number one, does the Leeds fun train crash in Brighton this coming game week? It's not easy. I mean, Brighton is disciplined. Brighton is believe in belief. Brighton, also, Brighton this is, is a, a collision of very good mojos and very good for systems. different reasons. Yes, this is Can I just this is that, a that's a great matchup. Brighton is a really really good striker away from European play. They might have one. That's not crazy. I know that they're real. I mean, they really like um, who is their signing? He's in there. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Point is, until Danny Welbeck gets hurt, it's not going to matter. Welbeck's playing too good. Yeah, and the uh, the and the way he's playing with Trossard and the way Pascal Gross is playing right now is is awesome. Like that's this is that's a great game. Yeah, West Ham ended up uh, getting abused by Brighton. I what I'm what I'm I'm not concerned necessarily. I feel like nobody is more pumped about the start of this season than than Rodrigo. I mean that guy is playing with like pure adrenaline fire for desire sure. for sure. Also, the thing I do like about Leeds for any of these players is they're doing one. They're doing this all without Bamford, who they are, who they are preserving. I don't know that he would have played, but I think they are going to be very careful with him because when Bamford's out there, it's only going to make these other. It's going to make all of them better. better. Yeah, and but in the meantime, it's still working. Don't forget, they are about to get Junior Furpo and Luke Ailing back. So Furpo is one of their was a guy that they were really high on until he got hurt. Luke Ailing, they're both of those guys are back in training. They're only going to get better if they bring in depth, and that's all. And then like looking ahead until you know Stuart Dallas, that's way down the road. But that's another player. I mean, they have they have some players here that are going to come yeah. back and only make things better for them. Jesse so. Marsh deserves a lot of credit at the moment. Yeah, and uh, we were concerned. You know, well, Leeds, you know, they struggled last season. Will they bring it around? And we talked a little bit about Calvin Phillips, like the loss of Calvin Phillips going to City. Who? Well, exactly. A Calvin Phillips who never <laughs> plays because he's always hurt isn't that big of a loss, is he? He already was a loss. He wasn't playing. And now we see what a pair of Americans out there, Tyler Adams. Man, who's, Adams, baby. He, what an attitude he's brought Draped in an American flag oh, at the end of the match. Did you see it. him walking around post match with an American oh, flag like he had just won the hundred meter dash? Yes. The I'm telling you, he just beat Usain Bolt. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, might have these these kids are gonna do some like this 2022 World Cup. Yeah, is a I am. I, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm getting a little pumped for the because these guys are playing some real football. It's a warm up for the 26 World Cup, but they're good now. They are good now, and they're showing it in the best league in the world. We just need Pulisic to be hey, game. Final time. word, though. The obvious choice is Rodrigo. I mean, he's still he's not that far ahead of Jack Harrison in price. He's inaccessible. I don't think Jack Harrison is a bad choice. If you had to pick one or the other, I don't see how either of them are bad. Jack Harrison is 2% selected. 2%. That's stupid. It should not be 500,000 transfers for Rodrigo and 20,000 for Jack Harrison. I agree. That should not be the case. They are way closer. Rodrigo is hot. Jack Harrison has way more avenues. All right, to Brian. Let me let me though. let me put 
my money where your mouth is. Okay. Sounds dirty, but it's not. Don't be nasty. All right. Should, if you were me, would you send out Foden for Harrison or Rodrigo? Man. Because that's what I would have to do. Yeah. Because I'm not sending Man. out Martinelli. I, my negative four was to send out Dewsbury Hall for Pascal Gross. I would have to do the Foden to Leeds midfielder move to make that happen. I, one, I wouldn't be that upset about losing Foden anyway. And I would, if I was every gonna, time I've had Phil Foden, I've always hoped and, for the best and, and gotten the worst. And the reason why, according <laughs> it's to true, according to FPL America, the article, the guy that I would want is Gundogan. And I, and I, <laughs> it's true, you did. Yeah. So, and then he scored a goal. And then I said, me, Brian, <laughs> you were right hey, again. Credit to League Drew. League Drew, I, when I, I asked him what he did, he was like, I brought in Gundogan because you told me to. <laughs> I'm like, I hate you, you <laughs> cheeky. <laughs> so no, I. That's the guy. If I, you know, I said I don't. I look. There's way. There's so many more. Even now, stats on Gundogan. Like even this week from him, another week, he created the same number of chances that De Bruyne did. He was in the box as much as Wilfred Zaha was this week. Ten touches in the box for Gundogan. Second. Only to Mitrovic of any player this week. He had more touches in the box. He had four more touches in the box than Holland did. Holland has six touches. Earning? Yes. I like I get it. We are about to enter into fixture congestion. I I there will be rotation. It looks like I think everyone was hesitant to go all in on Gundogan because of the Bernardo Silva, whether or not Bernardo Silva was gonna leave. But look, obviously FPL managers are not buying it because he's still less than four percent selected as we sit here right now. Gundawan. I, I just that to me is like there are guys right now you that yeah, are they differentials? Sure, are they off template, whatever. Like uh, yeah, they are, but but why but why? <laughs> why are they are the template guys? You should I should have had Wolf Zaha last week. Should have had Gundogan last week. Rodrigo, yeah, you got. If you went in on him two well, two weeks ago, oh, great job. Oh man, I mean, amazing. You you bought in really quickly, and you and you're riding the wave right now. Ride the wave, baby. But what I'm like, I think now you could say the same thing. You can like we'll get to Manchester United eventually. I think you ask the same question about Marcus Rashford right now. Like, is now the time? People sold him in droves. Is now the time to get to get back on him. To answer your question, Scott, I don't. If you wanted to go from Foden to Rodrigo or Jack Harrison, but let's just say Rodrigo because he's the hotter pick, I don't see how that's. It's, it's look. I just feel like a lot of people have probably already done that. It feels so obvious. That's it's so hard to answer that question without uh, by not saying yes. I, I mean, I couldn't. Who would say no to that move right this minute? Foden to Rodrigo, I think. Eighty-nine percent of managers would do that. I turned Da Silva and James Madison into Rodrigo and Zaha. He just brought in Da Silva last week. I know. 
this is moving and shaking yeah. on a lev- level that I, I can't even play I a, am not comfortable Yeah, with. I can't play a feel that way. I can't bring in a guy and then send him right out. how is it not paying off? I, I well, mean, the only... The only if there's thing. one thing I learned last year from League Billy is like... Just do you, man. Just if do you don't you. give up about, about transfers and just roll, I mean, it's... Fun. You're always rooting for guys. <laughs> like things are always moving. Hey, right at the moment is paying off. And I got I got a team full of hot players on the team. I mean, while Brian was just speeching over there, I went ahead and made nine moves on my team. Yes. Now I didn't hit the button. Oh. I look. But I mean, finger. if I send out TAA and Sun and 4.0 you can make a team striker like i brought in zaha and gundawan and harrison into the midfield i brought harry kane in up front i replaced taa with veltman in the back and i gave myself an actual second playable goalkeeper nick pope yeah i now, scott that's a great team i know well, I, right now brother i know it's so <laughs> hard going? and i still have seven tenths in the bank so oh my gosh yeah i i just feel like it's the same thing you're gonna do if you take salah out and put him into somebody who's less i'm than keeping ten, him ten. what i'm saying is like that that money, by the way i might triple captain salah game week four you gave so, me the yeah, idea I you gave me the know, idea don't do that. no because it's gonna happen against the run of play right and so liverpool low mojo Home against Bournemouth? Come on. Salah can brace that and give me 30 points on a triple captain. I thought he was going to brace me this week, Scott. You know what? This sounds dirty again. Um, to <laughs> Don't be nasty. To uh, to your point, Dave, uh, February and March, Brian, would never have played this way. <laughs> I'll just yeah, say that's that. exactly right. I'm playing right now like February and March, Brian. February, March, April, <laughs> FPL, Brian is not. Banking a transfer, I can assure you of that. Oh my goodness! Anyway, well, we'll see. I I'm really sh- do like this team, but here's the thing: that this is this is how it works for me in wild cards. Always, it, it just it's always at the wrong time. It's always at the wrong time. I, I'm wild carding the game week three team, and they're not going to perform in game week four. So I'm not saving. Although this. you kind of said that in match week two, after people were wild carding, and you're like, they're not. Why would you wild card in game game week three? Because the, the, the bounce back's going to happen. Yeah, the fact be that, much better. The fact That's, that I should have in Game Week 3 makes it more likely that it'll <laughs> fail in double, Game Week double 4. Down. I'm going to double-double that. Oh, Can I give you – do you have a Manchester City defender in your team to get back to Manchester City? I have Cancelo. Oh, you have Cancelo. Okay. So, Dave, you do or do not have Cancelo? I do have Cancelo. So, what I was going to say about him is the, the obvious offensive drop-off for him so far. Massive. Massive. And the reason why he's taken few, through three games, I know it's just three games, but still. At this point last season, he had taken five shots, which was tied for the fourth most of any defender. And he had 13 touches in the box, which is the number one of any defender. And he had one big scoring chance last, up to this point. Through three games this season, he's taken three shots. He has six touches in the box and has had zero big chances to score. He's on the, he is on par or below Ruben Diaz and Nathan Ake. Do I need to sell in, him? In offensive. I think you, I'm not saying he's a bad pick. The same way I wouldn't say Kyle Walker's not a bad pick. I just think what you see, what, what you're seeing from them, all the action is going from, it's Gundogan and De Bruyne working with winger, winger, and Holland. All of the action is through those guys. So far, like the first game, Cancelo, that first match, Cancelo, you Great. You get an FPL assist, but you lucked into it. It was a deflection. 
It was a deflected cross that got that's that's why he got so many points in game week one. Everybody got the clean sheet in game week two, but he didn't do anything. I just think like so much of their offense is going through the it's whoever it doesn't matter so far if it's been Foden Mares, if they've put uh Grealish or like uh who else is playing on the right? Have they put Alvarez out there? I don't think they've done that yet. But either way, like no matter no matter how they've lined up. That's where all the that's where all the action is through the front five. Cancelo and and Walker are playing that narrow ball, and they're just they are not nearly as involved in doing the stuff that matters offensively. And on top of that, we talked last week about James and you know, do you own him more for offense than for defense? Cancelo, it's the same thing. But this is a city team now that you know, did what you just described. And in my mind, I hear that and I think, well, that just frees up their defenders to do a better job of defending. But no, they give up three to Newcastle. Yeah. So you're getting hit on both ends here. No, they, they, the Ake injury is not great for them. I mean, this is already... Brother Matt, game week, game Brother week Matt to his credit, brought this up in the Slack channel. He said, I think, I could be misremembering, was it you that said it when we were watching it, losing Ake, playing Stones for Ake? Was a massive... I don't know. If Matt said it too, that's great Did for you him. say it? Did you say it? I definitely said it. Nathan Ake I... is officially, by the way, on the all soft tissue team. Yeah, that's not great. So you're going to have John Stones and Ruben Diaz partnership again. And they're about to go into Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Right. That's not... I mean, and Laporte is nowhere near. And I mean, by the way, Palace is coming to town. They're gonna have to sign. They're gonna have to sign too. Vincent Company to a ten day contract. <laughs> he's busy. He's busy. He's managing. I, I just, I just wonder. Like they're about. I think to, he's at Burnley, and they're about to play Crystal Palace. Nobody wants to play Crystal Palace right now. No, he's gonna Zaha. No Zaha to Zaha's about to make John Stones look like Nat Phillips. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna double him over. Yeah. No one wants to play Newcastle right now, and no one wants to play Palace right now in the Premier League. Well, I'd argue Fulham too, and Leeds. We don't play Leeds either. It's a fun Anyways. league. All right, we're over an hour in. Let's keep going. United two, Liverpool one. I sat. Oh boy! I sat here last week and I said, if Aaron Te- Eric Ten Hag is who everyone says he is, then this is the time. That he has to make changes. He did. Today, he has Scott. to use the poor results in the first couple of weeks to say, you know what, this isn't working. As new manager, he has the full flexibility to make the moves he needs to make to make this work. Yep. McGuire and Ronaldo are on the bench, along with Luke Shaw and Aaron Wambasaka. Absolutely, all oh, the. Well, all, I mean, he hasn't started in a while, but it's it's. I mean, it was a big deal. And and as I was sitting here, I thought to myself, "Oh, he's actually going to do." This. I in my head, I knew he was going to do this, and so I wasn't fully surprised to see it. I was like, "Well, that's the one thing I got right." When I saw the lineup, I said it in the Slack channel. I'm like, "Holy crap! United might have a shot today." Yeah, and they with did with no slabhead and no big star. Funchester United returns. Wow, that is that is this is what everyone wanted, and it's without a fully fit Anthony Martial who would make it even more fun if he's fully fit. It's true. He was a menace. You are ready to start the season with Anthony Martial. I would like that to be on record. I was ready. He was in your lineup. At one moment, I had Anthony Martial and Rashford from Funchester United in my team, and then Ronaldo showed back up in the camp, and I got rid of both. All right, so Dave, you want to talk about TAA, I think, right? Is it TAA you want to talk about? Look, I honestly, it's just Liverpool. And if it wasn't the name Salah, 
I, I just, I said in our Slack channel today, and I'm not trying to bag on Liverpool yet. It's just... We're plus two in Arsenal last season. For sure. So I, I, I just... What this was a whole thing in our same, Slack same, workspace. Same point. Yes, three, three game three weeks games in. Then. Arsenal had okay, zero yeah, points. Yeah, We've got yeah, two. Okay, great. So, but here's my here's my <laughs> thing. Like, this is why I don't understand with Liverpool. It's um, they're they're doing things that they they've never done before. Yeah, and that's what's so concerning for me as a as a neutral in this, and, and or someone who is just looking at. FBL assets, Liverpool, should I own them? Is that they're doing things that are are not natural to, to what they normally have been doing. And I think that's more concerning other than just bad crap luck or sh- shots banging off the post or, or this Bruno or that. Fernandez blasting the defender in the face with a ball at the, at sure. the goal line. Like, yeah. like right, you're Bruno literally shooting it at his own goal, trying to score. And, and Lissandro Martinez... It Somehow. looks like a handball, but nope, it hits under his armpit, so it's not. Lucky them. Yep. It, yeah, it's absolutely. luck of luck. I mean, De Gea still had to make five saves. For sure. And But what I know, Scott, but it's like Virgil and Milner in the 15th minute. And oh, that's I, fine. But that's hold on not, a second. Not I, not saw, I saw what Milner was complaining about. When Milner got ducked down, because if you look at the timestamp of when, they were, when Milner was on Virgil and why he was upset, Milner had to come run in out of nowhere to try to get in front of Sancho. And Virgil is tense. He is in, on the penalty spot defending no one. Yeah. Where he should have been up where Milner was trying to defend. And Milner's trying to say, get <laughs> in gear. Here's my here's my point. Virgil was out of position. Virgil drew got sucked in by slow molasses Mitro in week one, and he kicked him in the leg and three, gave him a penalty. Three game Virgil weeks Van Dyke is in the middle of a defense that is leaking goals every single week. Also, he's playing with a midfield that is aged in front of him, the engine of Klopp's system. That is now he starts two guys in there. There are thirty plus, and you're making a bigger deal out of that than you should be. But go ahead. Milner starting, I get it. it he, Milner looked slow in this match. He looked the slowest he's ever looked. How old's I'm Henderson? not worried about How old's Henderson. Henderson's he started slowly as like well. Thirty two, thirty three. Oh, I don't care about Henderson. He Milner's fine. like thirty five. He's fine. Fabinho wasn't in there. He's the best one that's there to play. He's in front of the He's twenty nine. Yeah. yeah, I think that's. that's fine. Fine. I think that is the question: is why. Like what was the why Fabinho you know, wasn't the, in the, there? The question was asked on NBC, but you know, Tim Howard and Robbie Musto was, did he get the team sheet wrong? And I think everybody would just say, yeah. What like why fight fire with fire? Like why are you starting Milner and Henderson in that spot when you have Fabinho? Well, that was maybe the only option that would have made sense. I mean, Liverpool played their. I mean, their bench was their youth team. You know, they, you have to remember they had six starters out. I know. And, and this is this is two years ago, Liverpool. Now all of a sudden, and, and I I acknowledge that I acknowledge that for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna make two excuses for Liverpool, and I'm gonna say that they're not like I'm not gonna sit here and say anything more than I'm not gonna put a whole lot of spirit behind them. Okay. But two excuses. All right. uh, you know, injuries are obviously a big deal, I, but I you know me, I like to look at the human element of this. You know, this is a club that pushed for history last year, won two trophies came one point away for the second time in three years brutal. from a title, which brutal. is absolutely brutal. And then, you know, had a horrific Champions League final experience. And I'm not just talking about the match. Yeah, for no. sure. So as as human beings, a letdown is only to be expected. 
and I'm with you and I'm not, and, and you're right. That should be, honestly, we should be thinking that should be it. Like yeah. how long can they keep this level of high play going for like last four to five years? Yeah, when you They have been one of the top club in the, like how long can this same group of guys carry that with all the games that they played? They think too though about like, like Klopp has done a really good job with the youth level of this club. He really has. And the youth is there. The next generation is there. You saw it a little bit today with Harvey Elliott starting in this match. You see it every... I love all-star listener Travis has dubbed Fabio Carvalho as... Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. For so sure. perfect. Uh, but he's there. And he he was lively when he came out there at the end of this match. He got the assist on the solid mm-hmm. goal. Uh, so, I mean, th- it's there. But sometimes there's a little bit of a gap between generations. Most notably... In recent years in the Premier League, we've seen it at Wolves. Wolves signed all these 18-year-old kids, right? Silva up front and eight Nori in the back. And mm-hmm. they weren't ready for prime time. And so Wolves have gone through some growing pains getting the next generation ready to actually play. And I think I think my, maybe there's a little bit of that here too. But the injuries are, are big, and the human element cannot be ignored. But that's not even my second thing. My second thing is every club plays the same schedule over the course of the season. But what we never ever talk about ever is the importance of when you play certain clubs and right now at the start of the season there are two clubs the the, the first two clubs Liverpool played might be two of the most informed clubs and Liverpool drew them Fulham and Crystal Palace normally you look at the schedule and say those should be two wins totally get it but right now Fulham and Crystal Palace are getting wins and then it is the worst possible time in game week three following a 4-0 drubbing against Brentford to play Manchester United. It is the worst possible time to play them. Eric Ten Hag did what he needed to. Full credit to him and to the United players who got the result today. This is exactly what they needed to do. And Eric Ten Hag showed how he's going to be different. United fans should be encouraged. This does not mean United is back. It just means this guy's going to do what it takes. And this was the worst possible week. Liverpool have played the worst three opponents to start the season, short of maybe Newcastle and maybe Leeds, to start the season. Arsenal. And over the course of the season, sure, I get that. Absolutely. First place, Arsenal. But I'm just saying they're playing clubs that are informed. Now, I'm not saying Fulham and Palace are going to finish top half. I'm just saying they're having some of the best starts in the league. And Liverpool happened to get them. And it's when you it, there's luck involved in when you get teams on your schedule. And Liverpool have gotten the worst clubs to play right now. Period. Just the way that it is. Now, home against Bournemouth. Bournemouth's not been terrible. I hear you, and I'm not saying you're not wrong. In or, past years, I'm Liverpool would have been better than you're this. You're not right. Both of those sound incorrect. Mm. My point being is this: it's the other stuff, Scott, that I'm seeing from them. It's not the other teams. It's what I'm seeing from Liverpool. Well, don't read too much into VVD and Milner. Uh, I'm not too worried about and that. And it's just not this game. The it's, one player, it's all three games. I get that. The one player I'm genuinely worried about, mostly because I've been holding on to him in my lineup all three games, is Trent Alexander-Arnold. He did not look good last season, when, when last season ended. He was made to look pretty poor in some matches, and, and unfortunately. It, it's My hope was a matchless summer would bring him back to to full strength, and it hasn't, hasn't happened. happened yet, yeah. And so if I wild card, it's going to be because I decide to send him out 
and I want to spend that money with multiple moves. Truly, yeah. that's the one guy that in my core, quote unquote, that is the most vulnerable in my lineup, and, and for good reason. He has not been good. With that said, I have a question for you. Multiple choice quiz. You ready? One mm-hmm, question quiz. Mm-hmm. All right. Is the dumbass move of the week A, the fact that Sun is transferred out fifth most so far in the game week, B, the fact that TAA is fourth most transferred out in the game week, C, both, D, neither? What would you call the dumbass move of the week? A, Sun being fifth most out. TAA fourth most out is can, B. Can I add an E? <laughs> sure, go ahead. People transferring Jesus back in after they sold him the prior week, and he actually went up a tenth. We talked about that. Yeah, he he should never have been sent out after right? one missed after one miss after one match without a return after two weeks of the season. That was absolutely stupid. I we addressed that last week. I I want to say so. All right, A son. B T A A C both D neither. What would you call the dumbass move of the week? Are they both good moves? Because if that's I, the case, I think then D the, neither. I think it's I think it's Trent. I think that's I that's think dumb Trent. moving him out. I think it's the dumbest thing to move on Trent. Interesting. I would have said the dumbest move is Sun. Like like don't move Sun out. Even though I gave reasons on why like actions just at the moment not going up his side. But I I don't know. I, I, I at least like Spurs mojo, and I feel like Sun is going to Sun, and I don't know at the moment if TAA is going to TAA. Right. Well, I just think it's if Spurs were playing home to Nottingham Forest, I'd say, yeah, they'll, they should be fine. I think home mojo for good for a team like Nottingham Forest is important. They have to have a reaction. Like this is three matches in a row, and this is I think why everyone was so like at least the NBC Sports crew at the end of the match was saying like, hey, this is kind of concerning, especially Andy Robertson's interview after the match, where Andy Robertson is saying this goes into last season, we started slow again, like we're ha- like we we got to figure this out now. They got to have a reaction against Bournemouth at home. They have to. Yeah, that's I, why I'm tempted to I, triple Captain Salah. I am so like I was so. Like I was so happy to move Robertson out. I had Trent and Robertson, and this was kind of like I had already moved Robertson out anyway ahead of this match. So I was a little nervous that they were going to get like that it was going to be what people were hoping for from Liverpool that they were just going to come in and smash. So the fact that they didn't made selling Robertson an easy move. Selling Trent, not no, it's not nearly as easy to me. That's to me that's way more difficult. And the reason why I say that is because he still is the most creative defender. In the in the Premier League, so he's created eight chances. He's created two big chances. He has an expected assists of zero point seven nine. He has zero assists. Hmm. That's not going to keep happening. Robertson, for all of the attack, for all of the talk about his attacking positions, he has the most touches of any defender in the box, but he still has only taken one shot. Like Robertson. And Robertson and Samikas obviously are going to be in a rotation 
Trent is not in well, a rotation. I think part of that is the fact that Liverpool doesn't have a lot of guys to sub in. Samikas just happens to be one of them. So yeah. they're going to do don't, it. I just don't think, like, maybe if Matip and Kanade were healthy and maybe maybe Trent would lose time to Gomez, maybe they, yeah, might, they might swap him a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I just think that as long as it's Trent, Virgil, Robertson, and a fourth Liverpool defender that I would like to call the human parade shovel. Uh, that they have now combined to score 13 points in the last two matches. I get why everyone is selling them. I just don't know how. I I don't know how you're selling them ahead of home to Bournemouth. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I just yeah. don't. I just don't. That's see what it. makes it hard for me to wildcard. Is I look at my my Liverpool players, and they're about to host Bournemouth. Reese James is about to host Leicester. You know, Arsenal's about to host Fulham. How is the average score this week under 60? I don't know. I, that's what I mean. I, answer it is, is if you sell these guys before they get to play these matches, right? That's the only way you avoid that. Liverpool have absolutely, if they lay an egg at home against Bournemouth, I mean, good Lord. I mean, there's no there's no excuses for that. None. Okay. I know. Absolutely shouldn't. I know. Shocking already that, you, they, that Crystal Palace went in there and did what they did. But still. All right, there's some mid-table results we've got to get to and talk about. We've already given Zaha a couple of references. Palace 3, Villa 1. Watkins gets on the score sheet as well. Mm -hmm. But Zaha, penalty miss, then he scores. Then he stares down Emiliano Martinez. If it wasn't for Thomas Tulkel, I'd put Zaha up as, uh, again, the bad guy of the week. But that's fine. Emiliano Martinez is already, we already know he's a trash-talking goal. For sure. So there is he definitely had something to say. There was ahead there, of that, there was some spice of, there. Yes, for sure. There must have been something. And everyone knows Zaha's fiery, so there's no doubt that there's probably some things said pre-kick. There's I, no my, doubt. About no it. one can no one has a better mean mug to smile transition though than Wilf Zaha. I all huge, I, huge smile. All I want to say smile. is that but can, but can you stare you down? I mean, it was a it was it was like a switch was flipped. Oh my god. It 20, was amazing. Twenty twenty two Zaha is is fun. in the mood. Oh yeah, I, he's this, a, he, and he's is, now in my team. There is nobody more in the mood. Uh, uh, there, are, I mean, it's a short list guys that are like Zaha right now, and that guy is that guy is looking for it. Scott, After what he did against Liverpool, and he's like we already you know he said he was close to minimum. He was close to an assist against Arsenal. He was he, oh for sure. He definitely Ben White. You already if, talked if, about this. If a few Ben weeks White ago. wouldn't have had a masterclass against him, Ben White did great. And if Eze finishes a one-on-one against Ramsdale, sure. you minimum are talking about, uh, about Zaha misses. returns That's in right. all three weeks. That's but right. Zaha's not in the top transfers in, and there's only one reason for that: Manchester City in game week four. Right. I don't, I don't if care he, about that. This is a city that just drew to Newcastle. This is what I mean. I just don't. When see... it's about timing, this is bad timing for Palace. We already said. Zaha is on the list of people who want to they want to do better in the most hostile places. So where he's playing is irrelevant. I don't know what Vieira did with him last year, but no one City struggled the most against Palace both matches last year. Well and my guess Zaha is it's gonna his, be the same. Zaha scored his goal on an excellent counter in this match. That will be there for the taking against Manchester City. And Could, and when he's done it, this is two weeks in a row, once against you know, what we presume to be one of the top defenses in the league. 
that was a clinical finish he had against yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. He did it this week against Aston Villa. He just needs he just needs the space. The one thing is whether or not Vieira will have the guts to take him off penalties. Lots like this is the stat that's floating out there. I saw it especially from you know this is Fantasy Scout and the uh, just that he's missed three of his last six penalties. So it's not good. There three but, out of six is not good. No, but point me to the guy that's out there most of the time that's going to take the penalties instead of him. Who on Crystal Palace that's standing out there at any point? Because there is no Luca. There's no Connor Gallagher there. And even if he was there, you're not having him take penalties ever again. Talk about a guy that will never take another penalty in his life is Connor Gallagher. But he's not even there. What I'm saying is there isn't another guy. I don't think you're going to trust Eze or if Michael Elise is out there or whatever. I just don't think there's another. Brian? I don't think they have another option. Was this actually a handball on Luca Dean? Um... I don't know. I I just I feel like that's a you talk about clarity. Well, yeah, I, there's I, a lack of it, and I, I'm going to yeah. give my honorary meaningless fantasy half point to Premier League goal rush because right after the Dinia handball was called, and Palace are able to get this goal on the Zaha score after the penalty miss, they cut right to Leicester and Southampton, which this is my segue into that match now. And they show the play where Castagna, I think it was Castagna, did not have a handball called. And that's just the stuff that just drives everyone nuts. Okay, fine. You didn't call, you, you call it against Dina or Dean. Mm-hmm. But, but one referee to the next, literally a minute later, I mean, they immediately cut to the handball no call, which Gold Rush doesn't always do that, right? They don't always go to no calls, they go to goals. It's called goal rush. It's not called handball rush. Mm. And so, but they immediately cut to this Leicester Southampton match and show that the Kasani one, which admitted, I would say was more egregious, not called. Mm. That's the stuff that drives us all bonkers. They did do it for Wolves um, when Saw uh, cleared out. Who was it? Right. In the Leeds match. I think it was. I don't remember who it was. It was two weeks ago, but Jose Saw, whenever he came out and punched punched the ball away. It's Christensen. Oh yeah, it was Christian. Yeah, and he did, he got black eyed for Leeds. Yeah, and it would and it did not right. That was they did cut away to that also. All right, so Lester, we talked about how by the time anyone listens to this episode, there might be a new Lester manager or at least an interim. There could manager. be Scott. It's crazy. I saw I, even though Madison has gotten me a return the first three weeks as I've started him. Actually, not true. I didn't start him week two. Uh, he was on my bench, but James Madison our, though is, I saw I sold him. Yeah, but he scores a free kick goal here. So nice. Wow. But he goes against everything we preach about Mojo. I know. That's I know. Well, I I it's if he's single-handedly another guy. Brendan Rodgers was singing his praises in preseason also because he was playing great. He's already talking about how he's playing the best football of his career and it's carried over into the regular season. He's the only bright spot for Leicester right now. Yeah. Why is Leicester? This is we talk. I feel like we said it last week. They are red. Playing at King Power is rated as a red. They're going to change that soon. Matchup it has to, it has to be insane. Changed. If they can't keep a clean sheet at home, they can't hold a one nil lead at home to Southampton. They end up they end up losing at home to Southampton. Che Adams had a nice they, brace though. They have problems. Is that, anyone here interested in Che Adams after this brace? I mean, that no, second no, he goal. He needs to start games. 
first. That's no. fair. That's fair. All right. Well, that's uh, all well and good. Moving on. Final match that we have not talked about yet. Everton won. Nottingham Forest won, or as I like to call it, the 4.0 defender Derby. Mm-hmm. For the record, yeah. Nathan Patterson beat Nico Williams 2-1. to one. I know, because I have them both. And I got Patterson's two. But the real story here, the only thing I want to talk about is the fact that Jordan Pickford got the assist. Yeah. England's number one, Jordan Pickford, with the assist. If you have Jordan Pickford and you got that assist in your team, <laughs> you deserve whatever fantasy half points Scott has for, for sure. at Fair least point. the next several weeks. Hey, wait a second. Before you finish, go back to There's Liverpool. Not... Brian's one last thing. Liverpool and Manchester United. Jaden Sancho and Marcus Rashford have thrown their hats back in the ring here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they showed that. Uh, I Ronaldo need to see can... it at minimum two weeks in a row I, before. Okay, I'm gonna insta transfer them in. That's fine. Tell but... that. Tell that to Rodrigo transfers in in game week one. You know what I love though? I wish soccer. I mean, maybe someone does. Can argue that it's not that as you know, goals don't happen in uh, soccer as much as in hockey. But in hockey, they have that plus minus stat mm-hmm. that's such a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Like goals. That your team scores versus goals that the other team scores when a player's out in the ice. Like, yeah. that's a big stat in hockey. Yeah, plus minus in basketball. Cristiano Ronaldo, minus one for this match. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Who I just needs, think. Who needs him? No, no. By the way, by the way, I, no, love how no United, I love how United has set this up. They've set it up so that they cannot lose, right? Cristiano Ronaldo can go if anyone hey, wants to buy all, him. Bruno Fernandez dropping hints post match in his interview, talking about I, he said the way he put it was, "I may know something," like basically, like <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to say whether he's going to stay. Like right now, he's a Manchester United player, but I'll like I'll let him say it when he when he's ready of to course. talk in a few days. So, so but United can't lose in this, right? Ronaldo, they can't lose. He that might have been all anyone needs to hear to know that Ronaldo's leaving. If yeah. that happens, all aboard. I, like, please, bring those guys well, on. One other thing has to happen, and that is the captain has to stay on the bench. Rashford's down to 6'3", Scott. What I was going to say is... 6'3". You saw the quality of Jaden Sancho. He got a goal from one shot. He did create one chance. That sounds seven, like, oh he my played, He played 71 <laughs> minutes, and he got 10 points. Marcus Rashford got a goal on five shots. He had two of his five on target, didn't create anything for anyone, played 86 minutes, and got 10 points. Marcus Rashford, if he doesn't blaze one over the bar, he's a minimum on a brace. And the move that he, do you see it? The, the move that he made to get himself that shot and barely miss, man, this is after he had already gotten a very Marcus Rashford goal. I don't know, man. I am sorely tempted. I, this is what I loved about Rashford, and we, we need to move on and, and go over the mojo table and shut this pod down. Rashford, after that game and after he scored, was like all business guy. Like not celebrating, walking off the field. You couldn't get a guy to crack a smile. And you would think after the start that United had and then they get this win today, how big of a deal that was. And it was like he was all business guy. So I, I'm just... I don't know, man. Marcus Rashford, if he gets a result next week, he might get insta transferred in. Is what I'm saying. This high, f- if if Her- Ayrton Hogg can do this, if he can keep this lineup, you, 
hold on to whatever fortitude he showed here to put the same lineup out in game week four, it's going to be out there at Southampton. I was going to say, bad, that's, that's what I was, was going to say that the, it's, you get the result that you need, like you you want, you wanted to see from them. And now they can just let loose. And now, yeah, now you yeah. get to, you get Southampton this week and then Leicester. I just at, wanna... at King Power in two weeks. Yeah, you don't love home to Arsenal. Nobody wants to play Arsenal now, and then they're at Crystal Palace. So again, and then they're home to Leeds. So the next two weeks, though, I, I mean, this is the time to get results from these guys. Whether they can sustain it through a a difficult run, regardless of what those colors tell you, home to Arsenal, at Selhurst Park, and then home to Leeds, and then Manchester City, even after that. So it's four weeks where you're like, based on actual form, those are not good matchups for I a agree. team, a, a, a shaky team right now like Manchester United. Southampton and Leicester, though, perfect time for Manchester United. You know to play what's stupid about guys. FPL right now? Just absolutely stupid. Rodrigo, Gross, Harrison, Martinelli, Zaha, Gundogan, Xhaka, St. Maximan, Bernardo. Rashford, Sancho. All those guys are less than eight pounds. I gave you two midfield yeah. squads, and you wouldn't be crazy to have them. Yeah. And all of those midfielders cost less than eight pounds. Go to your strikers right now. Cheers. Yeah, I think. But I like. I'm just saying. Like it's it's fun. It's it's Jesus, Tony, Holland, Watkins, Mitrovic. If you're even talking about even talking about like the the average scores to start the season, if you didn't go like if you stayed like truly template choices, you were you were on a coin flip between Holland and Kane in game week one, and that is the difference between you being t- almost fifteen points above average or fifteen point or at average, whether you chose Holland or Kane in game week one, and it's been like that every single week. Where there's been somebody or a couple players where it's like, did you have them? If not, you're probably sucking right now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I am. I'm with you. I feel like I am in nine millionth place. I am and, right above you in eight hundred eight million nine hundred ninety. And, and yeah. what I, I'm every week I did it the two weeks in a row now where I'm looking at my team and I there's nothing there's nothing that I. You hate that is that is wrong about. Yeah, that. there's nothing exactly. Or there are players, and I'm like, I know this is obviously wrong. I just need to give this a week. Right. I have zero regret about my terrible team. It's a weird thing. Like, obviously, I regret the low points, but when it comes to the decisions I've made, I've had a good reason for all of them. It just hasn't panned out. Looking at All Star Listener Ben's Mojo Table, City Junior is in first. Of course, they are nice, first ben. in the real table. Man City Junior one, Man City Senior two. <laughs> he has Leeds and Spurs behind them in the red hot category, rounding out the top four. Hard, hot. Hard to argue that, Scott. In the tickled pink category, five through eight: Newcastle, Brighton, Fulham, and Palace. We've talked about the form there. Yeah. And then looking down further, Manchester United climbs up to twelfth on the back of this uh, yeah. big win at Old Trafford. Of course, you know they are. That puts them in the neutral category, but that's about right. And then uh, Chelsea's down there at 14th, bruised ego category, bottom four, feeling blue, Leicester, Everton, West Ham, and Liverpool. Yeah. I'm not sure Liverpool deserves the final straw there. 
their mojo is probably is low. That's undeniable. I'm, I'm not sure, but like the uh, league Ben said, the last four are all interchangeable. Yep, absolutely. All right, Dave, you're moving and shaking. What moves have you made for game week four? Dude, I I said uh, I kind of did my best Rick and Morty and gave everyone two birds and said. I'm making moves. Okay. Uh, I made. Th- I I said screw it. I'm gonna take it's a minus. Way more Rick than Morty. I'm gonna take two Just hits as this week. Somebody who's so you're on a minus sure. eight. Yeah, for sure. And I and I sent uh, Reese James out, Parasitch in. That is shocking. Okay. I sent James Madison out, Zaha in, okay. and Da Silva out, Rodrigo in. I like it. Okay. So I don't like losing Reese James. I but wanted. I understand uh, why you're doing. I it. wanted to do. There was someone who was a seven five that I wanted to get. Who was it? Let me let me flick. If only there was a Gundogan. way. I wanted to get to Gundogan, and I couldn't get there. Hey, Gundo went up by the way. He's seven. He's seven six, six now. Yeah. But I wanted to get to Gundogan. I, I it Brian. I was short the famed one tenth. I hate yeah. that. Um, and so I technically now have point four in because I couldn't make that move. But I'm like, well, so I went to Zahab. If I could have gone to Gundogan, I would have. All right, Brian. Um, I've only made one. I had two free transfers. I made one, like I said, uh, I wanted to beat, I wanted to beat the price rise on Parasitch, um, yesterday. So I sent Andy Robertson out for Parasitch, who has now gone up to 5.5. That was part of my reasoning. I have already lost, I'd lost a 10th on Robertson and I lost a 10th on Leon Bailey, not Leon Bailey. It is Leon Bailey. I keep thinking of Leon Bridges. It is Leon Bailey. Like Dave, it's not Leon Bailey. It's something (laughs) else. And I'm like, no, it actually is Leon Bailey. Uh, So I still, I still have Leon Bailey. I loved having eight from Pereira, Andreas Pereira and five from Leon Bailey on my bench. This is like the most fantastic 13 points. I definitely had, I definitely had points on my bench this week. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, that my that is my one move. I still have one free transfer. Obviously, the problem spot for my I have two problems. I have the Ward Iverson double up from Leicester goalkeeper, and I have Leon Bailey. So I have one point five in the bank, and I need to figure out. Uh, the plan last week was to take a minus four and just resolve both of those things. The thing is, I if it's if it's Bailey out to Pascal Gross, I can then take a four four oh goalkeeper up to someone four five, which is probably which at that point is probably Sanchez from Brighton. I just am not wild. I feel like it's the most boring, like not me move ever to go from Bailey to Pascal Gross. I just don't love it in any way. And it probably is sensible. Go for, go from straight even Bailey to Granite Xhaka. Yeah, I definitely could do that because I currently do not have a third Arsenal, Arsenal player, player. Okay, Bailey could easily become Xhaka, and then in that in that case, and I, and I know how I, crazy that sounds. Yeah, then I have one point four in the bank, and Ward or Iverson could become Nick Pope for all I know. Pascal Gross. Now you're excited about it. Pascal Gross is might be boring, but a lot of people are going to him. I actually did. I've taken a negative four. Mm-hmm. As I sit here, I went from. Everton's Nathan Patterson, and I had a I had some money in the bank following my double move last week okay. uh, with my two double transfers. So I went ahead and turned Nathan Patterson into Saliba, and I still had the money to be able to go up from Dewsbury Hall to Pascal Gross. Now, okay. 
What that leaves me with, not that it's mattered so far this season, is 10 out of 11 players in my starting lineup who are at home. Okay. Two Liverpool players hosting Bournemouth. Three Arsenal players hosting Fulham. Phil Foden hosting Palace. Reese James hosting Leicester. Cancelo hosting Palace. And the only away player is Son at Nottingham Forest. Yeah. I don't hate that squad. No. But as we've said earlier in this episode, I could also just go ahead and make about nine moves and completely overhaul my team. I like that. And use my wild card. I don't yes. know that I'm going to, though. I like this team. I'll probably wait it out one more week. Who are week. you captaining? I might triple captain Mo Salah. Okay. I, my captain, I, you didn't ask me, but my captain is on Salah as well. Home to I just don't know how you get away from Salah at not, home against Bournemouth in one. any possible way. No, I think I think if you're looking at the human element, like I stressed, I think this is bounce back week for Liverpool. I really do, Dave. We're gonna have more on our social media throughout the week, just great. as we did this past week. It was a great, great week on our social media channel. You've so make sure you follow us. The updates, Scott. Well done. Appreciate it. Brian also has put together a couple of great articles so far this season. Last, I mean, if you just did what he said to do, you might have won the game week. Uh, so we'll. Uh, We'll encourage more of that. And Brian, I'm going to definitely listen to you. Probably You'll you'll decide whether or not I play my, my wild card in Game Week 4 with FPL America, the article. I Dave? hate it. <laughs> Dave, close this thing down. Hey, Brian got that article out quick last week. There's no way it happens again this week. Is it might. <laughs> Are you taunting him? I'm, yeah. Hey, there's it's the, close. Oh, it, there's, wow. There's some, okay, there's some, in my face. Look, it, it's... I don't wow. want to. That's the, what makes it difficult every week is that when the calls go good, you don't want to just repeat everything. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, Jack Harrison, by the way, uh, massively overlooked guy, uh, got yeah, 14 for points sure. this week. Hey, you should look at Jack Harrison again, <laughs> like I said last week. Like, that's, that's really, it's tough yeah. to do that. No, so. for sure. All right. Well, listen, I, uh, at top of the league, Arsenal, uh, at least for one week. Next week, I'll be crying a river as they lose to Fulham. And I lose my clean sheets in the last second of the game. Mitro is going to crawl all over Ben White. Mitro will do his Mitro thing. He will literally assault him on his way to a brace. I was say, I hope he elbows Gabriel in the face or something. Oh, man. And gets, a, and I, gets the decisive goal. It's going to be uh, such drama. And they do have the 1230 match here in the USA on Saturday. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>